Do you travel for a living and struggle to maintain a healthy lifestyle like I do? Or maybe you just struggle to maintain a healthy lifestyle in general. This is the Road to Health Podcast and I am Tamar, your host for this adventure. I travel for business often, which presents some challenges in terms of achieving and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Join me on my perfectly imperfect journey as I implement the strategies I've learned from the coaches I work with and interview on my show to lose 40 pounds by June 1st, 2020. I don't always manage to resist the temptations that come from traveling for business, but by working on a few key areas of my mental and physical health, I'm managing to get healthier as I go. No one needs to take this journey alone. So if you struggle to make healthy choices on the road like I do, join me for this ride on the road to health. Well-traveled, well-lived. Welcome and thank you so much for joining me. I'm Tamar, your host on the Road to Health podcast. And how is everyone doing out there? I know that a lot of us are full of a lot of fear and anxiety. Um, Obviously, it is a very scary time. Um, as we've never been through something like this before. And, you know, through all this, I am doing my absolute best to stay positive and do what I can to continue to have those video chats with people so I can get that face-to-face contact because in the past, I have struggled with depression and anxiety. And that's something that I'm mindful of. I want to make sure that I don't slip into that and I don't slip into that negativity. So, You know, I find that more than ever, it's been so important for me to make sure that I surround myself with positive people and people that are really focused on their health right now and doing everything they can, not only physically to get healthy so they can hopefully avoid getting this coronavirus, but also mentally healthy. And, you know, that mental part of my health has been a big change, you know, changing my mindset, the way I think and the way I plan. So, I've actually been looking at this whole time as an opportunity to kind of, you know, nail down my eating style and really honing in on everything that is working for me and is not. I've been able to have the time to do meal prep. So I really have no excuse um, right now that I'm too busy to eat well because I have a lot more time. And so that is something that's kind of front of mind, knowing that I do have the time to plan out this stuff. So I have no excuse right now. And of course, you know, I started uh, working out with the under sun resistant bands uh, about, you know, a month and a half ago and loved them when I was on the road because I could just get up in my hotel, do my workout and be done with it. Well, I have been able to transition that into my home workouts, which has been fantastic because, you know, all obviously all this um, social distancing and self-isolation, I my workout isn't changing, which I absolutely love. So if you're thinking about getting some resistant bands, undersunfitness.com, I am not an affiliate for them, but they're fantastic. Highly recommend. They come with some really great programs. So if you're looking for that home workout, make sure you check those out. As you've probably noticed, I have been releasing an extra episode per week. The reason that I've been doing this is because I've been interviewing such amazing people lately and a lot of them are in the health and wellness industry and they just have so much good information to share, especially for what's going on in the world right now that I didn't want to hold that off for a couple months. I felt that it was really important to get this stuff out there and today is no different. I'm interviewing my friend Dan Romai. Uh, He is the owner of Redemption Fitness. He also has a podcast with his wife Taylor that is called Redemption Fitness and Beyond. Dan is very passionate about fitness and about what he does in terms of training. And, you know, he loves to chat. We had uh, good conversations in regards to him starting his business and also, you know, failing numerous times. But, you know, he used that to actually learn what not to do. And he kept going and that's landed him where he is today. We also talked about his ability to transition into an online business during these times because, of course, and I feel for for many gyms or, you know, uh, workout facilities out there, it is a difficult time, right? A lot of us have had to go to online. So we talk about how he's handled that. Um, We also talk about the reasons people are getting healthy and that, you know, you have to have that mindset to actually stick with it and want it for you to hold on to it and not to become this, you know, 
maybe three month journey and then you fall off the wagon again. Uh, We also talked about faith and he is a man of faith and he has a very strong faith at that. And we just talked about how his faith is helping him get through these times and how it's helped him get through numerous other times and landed him to where he is today. So without further ado, I'm going to let you listen into this chat and I hope you enjoy it. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me today. I have a very special guest that we're sitting down and chatting, Dan Romai. He is the CEO of Redemption Fitness, and he and his wife are also the hosts of a podcast called the Redemption Fitness and Beyond podcast. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I'm trying to stay positive throughout this, so. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> kind of locked into my own little self-quarantine, but also kind of not at the same time. I'm the one that goes grocery shopping for my house. I'm the one that's out and that has, like, when we have to do stuff, that's me. Um, but other than that, we're, I'm locked in my mom's guest bedroom. So my mom, like, my mom comes up and stays with us quite often. And so I'm, like, working in her bedroom that we kind of made for her. So I've turned it into my pseudo office. So uh, my <laughs> desk is the nightstand and my bed. <laughs> So um, it's been it's been an interesting week, nonetheless. So it has uh, been. But yeah, so we we are like we own a gym, like you said, and and we have been where we were basically mandated to close on Monday, um, and so we we flipped our business from an online business to a or sorry from a brick and mortar to an online business in about forty eight hours, um, and that so that was that was very fun. <laughs> Not, wow. Uh, that Would is not recommend. crazy. So. <laughs> no, I think a lot of people are having to adjust. Yeah, so you yeah. guys, especially, but so, um, why don't then you tell us about yourself and what inspired you to, to get into fitness and also start the podcast? Yeah, for sure. So, um, to kind of get to like, what got me going with fitness, we're gonna have to like away kind of back into me growing up. So, um, with, I'm the oldest of three kids. I have two younger sisters. Um, uh, my parents got divorced when I was 16. Um, so, prior to them getting divorced, and I don't know that this was the catalyst, but this was kind of what pushed me to fitness. Um, I watched my parents do every possible fitness fad you could imagine. Beachbody, yep, watch that. P90X, uh, Taibo, literally running every day. My mom did a half marathon. Like my dad would go to the Y and work out. Like you name it, it happened. Um, And eventually, uh, they ended up getting divorced when I was 16. Now, again, like I said, I, I'm assuming fitness is not the reason they got divorced. But um, I mean, I know that it's not. But for me, when I was 14, 15, 16, they're always arguing about eating healthy, not arguing, but like bickering and stupid little things back and forth about eating healthy. And should we go to the gym? Should we not? We got to stop spending money on the gym and all those different things. Um, like the place that my dad liked to go, my mom didn't like to go and that caused issues and like in in terms of gym. And it got me to being like, ah, just don't love fitness. And so for me, like I was playing football, I played football in high school, ended up playing one year in college. And I ended up having like watching my parents like go through all of this stuff. And basically for me, when I got to my senior year of high school, my parents were divorced for about a year at that point. My dad had found CrossFit um, and it was the only, see, there's my dog. Sorry, guys. Uh, but I'm recording at home, remember? Not, <laughs> uh, but so I'm, 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 my, st- my dad starts doing CrossFit and he actually likes it. He starts going consistently. He's losing weight. He's eating healthy. He's with like his girlfriend, I guess, which they're still together. And, and so they're both enjoying it. They're both eating healthy. They're not bickering and arguing like I'd seen. And that really drew me to CrossFit because frankly, when he told me about it at first, I was like, this looks stupid. I don't want to be the fastest person at exercising. Like I'm just (laughs) going to, you know, basically Planet Fitness. It was a Globo gym out here. And, you know, long story short, I ended up going, uh, I did one workout. I ended up like throwing up in the bushes and that led me to wanting to go back every day for the next week. So I guess I'm a psychopath. In <laughs> and so I ended up um, falling in love with, with CrossFit over the next two, three months. I ended up getting my certification my uh, senior year of high school in April. Um, so I actually was certified to teach CrossFit before I graduated high school. Um, and I started coaching classes uh, the week that I graduated high school, which then when I moved to college, um, over the summer, I got a part-time job at CrossFit Finley in Finley, Ohio. Um, and that paid 
all I mean, my minimal bills and, and really like my alcohol expense, honestly, let's be real. Um, but when <laughs> I was in college, um, that paid for all of the things like supplements and stuff like that, that I didn't get um, being at school. Um, and so doing that really, like, that's kind of where my love for coaching came from. Um, I never, like I said, never really had a love for fitness per se. Um, I always like was active. I liked sports, um, but I never really loved working out until I kind of found CrossFit. And then that kind of just, that was what really was something that I just absolutely I enjoyed it so much. Um, and then getting to coach people through different lifestyles and different hurdles become, became a challenge that I like sought out. Yeah, I can totally relate to that because I think one of the biggest gifts of doing podcasting and being able to share stories and messages is just the fact that you could potentially inspire someone to change and then help them figure out how to do that. Yeah, for sure. And, and I guess I didn't answer your second part of the question. So the podcast, um, so now I started my gym uh, about, sorry, football. So I, I went to college. I was coaching college, right? I, I went only because I wanted to play football. I knew I wanted to open a CrossFit gym. Um, I, I went to school for athletic training and I hated it. I felt like I learned nothing. Um, and I paid a lot of money to learn nothing. I got a half ride, like basically a half ride scholarship um, because it was a D2 school so they could break up scholarships. And um, I, in spring football in that season of like the winter workouts, the 5am, like just grueling, like football workouts that you hear horror stories about. I was going to that and then I would go home and, or go to my dorm, go get breakfast. And then a couple hours later, I'd go to CrossFit and work out. And that ended up becoming something that I was like, okay, I like this more than I like football. And mm -hmm. so I ended up quitting, quitting football. I can end school. Uh, and then I came home and I opened up a gym like eight months after that, roughly. Um, and so for me, opening the gym was not having any idea what I was doing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm at that point, 19, like I just turned 19. Um, I'm renting out a pole barn of a friend who already had equipment. So my overhead was very, very, very low. Um, and it just allowed me to fail multiple times and not totally like not completely lose everything. Cause had I had a $2,000 lease, I made so many bad decisions, including like casinos, drinking, like, you know, I was 19, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still a child. I mean, I'm 26 now. I'm still a kid to some people. And so I was 19. Like I look at my sister right now, who's not, oh, about to be 19. I'm like, holy like shit. How did I run a business at that age? Like, you know what I mean? Even though through all the mistakes, like I, I made it out alive. And, um, so now fast forward, like that gym, I ended up selling to my dad. There's a long story there that I won't get into right now. Um, and then basically after I sold the gym to my dad, I came back, tried coaching with him. It did not work out well. Um, I ended up leaving that gym that he was a part, like that he ran and that I was coaching at. I quit. Um, and six months later, I opened up Redemption Fitness, uh, which was February of 2018. We just had our two-year anniversary. So we had, I, we opened up a business with a baby. Um, like a brand new baby, month old, not <laughs> ideal. Um, and then now this time coming around with this baby that we just had, we have a two month old now. My wife kind of started talking to me a couple months before he was born and saying, I really want to like do like document my postpartum journey somehow. Um, I want to do live videos on Facebook. I'm like, yeah, you can do that. But like, they don't get really saved all that well anywhere. Um, I was like, and I've wanted to start a podcast for a few years. And so you know, it ended, up, it ended up leading to me saying, hey, why don't we just start a podcast? Like I will, I'll, I'll like front it in a sense. Like I will lead it. I will keep it going on the weeks and days that you're not comfortable doing it or you can't, or you're just not feeling up to it. Um, and it's kind of turned into this thing that like I love doing. Like we don't have a huge audience. Um, like I don't know how big your audience is, but like our audience isn't massive. And like I know every week there's between 30 and 50 people that tune in twice a week and listen to me rant into a microphone and talk to really cool people. So, um, and about once every four episodes, we, my wife, it's just my wife and I, so, um, the other three are typically interviews, but yeah, it's it, the podcasting is super fun. I mean, I'm sure you've found that, you know, you're enjoying talking to different people. Oh, I absolutely love it. It's been such a changer just even in the way that I feel, 
day to day, right? Because yeah. I get excited for the weekends to come because I do have a full time day job. Okay. And so I don't have a chance to always work on the show or creating content. Sometimes I'll do that in the evening when I'm traveling for business. Nice. But I mean, it's just, it kind of it inspires me, right? And, you know, something that I want to touch on that you mentioned is how often you failed trying to get this up and running. And I think that is such a perfect message to anybody right now trying to get healthy or trying to start a business or a side hustle is that if you keep pushing through all those times where things don't work out or you feel like they're not working out, it doesn't mean they're not going to work out, right? Well, yeah. And there's one quote and I do not know who said it, but like (laughs) every time you fail, you learn what not to do. And so exactly. if you, if you look at it that way, like if, if you're starting to health, like if, if you're trying to get healthy right now and like you go to the store and there's no chicken at the store, like, because people are crazy and hoarding everything, like makes no sense, but unrelated. So like <laughs> if you go to the store and there's no food at the store, like I went to go buy my grandparents food yesterday, there's nothing there. So like if I'm walking to the store in that situation to buy healthy food for my grandparents, like, and there's no, they wanted bean soup and ground turkey and neither of those things were available. And so like, what, what do I do at that point? Like I could go and buy the frozen food, which is even almost gone. Um, mm-hmm. I could buy boxes of mac and cheese, which there's a few of those, uh, or you know, I could get creative. I can go and see like, what is available? Excuse me. I could go see what is available. What, you know, what can we use and go from there? And, and honestly, like the ground, like there was no ground turkey, but there was ground pork, very similar in nutrients. Um, you know, there's no ground turkey, but there's fresh fish in the, in the market. They didn't, they won't eat fish, but like I will. So mm-hmm. I know like I, everybody's freaking out. There's no food at the grocery store. I know there's like 50 pounds of fresh fish sitting right there. So mm-hmm. it's just like, it's being willing, being willing to try something new and be bad at it. So that way you can eventually be good at it. Exactly. So Obviously, now more than ever, there's such a huge focus on staying healthy. I think it's always been important, but I think now because of just the fear going around a lot of people, it's coming to the forefront. So um, what are your thoughts around all this that's happening and around getting healthy? So there's kind of twofold. There's one, there's the reactionary like side of like what's going on right now. And then there's also the preventative side. So uh, first I want to talk about like being reactive. So there are all these people right now that are suddenly super health conscious, like people that I know personally in my life, um, whether that be through Facebook or like actual like human connection that I have literally never seen them wash their hands, use hand sanitizer, wipe down anything at all that are now carrying around 16 boxes or bottles of hand sanitizer in like a gun holster. Like, obviously I'm exaggerating a little bit, but (laughs) you know, they're like the wild, wild West cowboy, like someone sneezes and they whip out their Lysol spray and spray the air that they like, and it's just ridiculous. And these people are the same people that two weeks ago did not give a crap about hygiene, health, like, their hands were gross because they work in the the mechanic shops or whatever. And Mm -hmm. it's like, like, okay, yes. Thank you for finally doing what you should have been doing the entire time. Um, And I don't say that to be like rude, but it's like, okay, let's just have general basic health and take care of our bodies um, in a sense of like, what can we prevent from happening to us? And, and preventative stuff is washing your hands. It's brushing your teeth. It's doing like the basic things that your mom told you to do when you were two. Like, can, can I do those things? Can I like, now maybe it's a little bit more like I also have a part-time job at night. Like it's really fun. Actually, I, de- I deliver snacks for a company called GoPuff and I get to talk to a lot of drunk people and it's really fun for me, um, <laughs> which is why I haven't quit doing. I did it to get me through December, like December, January, when like we almost had to shut the gym down. Um, and, and I just do it now cause it's fun. Like I enjoy it. Like it's, it's good money too. So, but anyway, so I, like <laughs> now I'm carrying around, like I am, I have hand sanitizer. I've got like spray, like cleaning spray in my car. So when I get cash, I can spray the cash down and I'm just being a little bit more careful now. I think that's a little bit different than somebody who's just going from this one extreme all the way over to the other side of the spectrum. And they're like, overly cautious you know they're they will not leave the room that they're in because they're so concerned about what's going on it's like okay i'm not saying don't take the social distancing or whatever seriously but like let's like be realistic like you can walk on the sidewalk it's okay you can you know wash your hands that's fine but you don't need to walk around with seven bottles of hand sanitizer so there's the the reactive side is the person that never cared at all and then now suddenly cares a lot and then there's the preventative side which is what i really want to spend time talking on is there are people that are going to get this disease, this virus, 
that two years ago made the decision to stop eating healthy or to stop going to the gym that will potentially be in critical care because of it. And that is what I wanted to spend. That's like what I really wanted to spend the time on is like, Mm -hmm. what is the opportunity cost of you saying uh, it's faster for me to grab McDonald's every day than it is for me to meal prep. And now two years later, you're 50 pounds overweight with diabetes and heart condition. And now this virus is taking the world by storm and you are now like, crap, what I should have been healthy this whole time. Mm -hmm. Like it becomes something that you have no idea when your health is going to be important or when it's not. And like, so 90% of the time you go through, I mean, probably more probably 99% of the time you go through your life. And like, I am sometimes that not generally, but sometimes I'm that annoying guy. That's like, no, I can't have that. It's, it's not on my meal plan. Like I don't like being that person. So like I plan around my day. So like if I'm going out, I know like I'm probably gonna have a beer and some wings. Like I am terrible at saying no to bad decisions. Um, so I have like, I, ha- I I know that about myself. So I have to put barriers up. Right. And you so, and me both. <laughs> so, like I, for, for me, like if I'm going out with people, like I know like, okay, Hey, we're going to go to, you know, we have a, a bar in town that has really good spinach artichoke dip and that's like my wife and I's like passion project is finding the best spinach artichoke dip in all of the world (laughs) and so like every time we go there I know I'm getting that and so I will plan my day around not eating at all until we go there so I can just go crazy but you know that is that is a choice and that is something I'm doing on purpose and I'm planning around that choice right versus the reactive person who eats breakfast, eats lunch, and then goes out to dinner and then can't control and can't stop the beer. And then now all of a sudden there are two hamburgers deep eating dessert after four beers. And like that meal alone is like 2000 calories. And that is Mm -hmm. going to send you. And if that's a, if that becomes a habit, it's going to send you down this, like, I'm not gonna say dark tunnel, but it's going to send you down this like path of, you know, one bad decision leads to the next, leads to the next, leads to the next. And all of a sudden you're 50 pounds overweight, two years after you stopped working out. And this virus is taking over. So for me, what I, what I was getting at with that is I am, I am very minimally concerned for my overall health with this virus. Mm-hmm. Will I get it? Probably. Um, and the only reason I'm saying that is because I am the one that's going out in my house. I am the one that is still working this delivery job because apparently delivering snacks and wine is essential delivery. Um, but I am like, I'm making those choices. Like I could actively say, nope, like we're going to do shipped. I'm not going to go do this anymore. We're all going to stay in our house. But I also am, I also know that like realistically I'm a, like, and I'm also in the gym all the time with a hundred people every day. So like when, the, when we come out of this, like if I don't have it now, I'll probably get it then. And then I'll be back in my house anyway. So I, you know, I'm, I'm not neglecting the social distancing. I'm not neglecting the, 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 the hygiene and stuff like that at all. But I'm being realistic in saying that if I don't currently have it right now, I probably will. And like, you know, it is what it is, but, um, but I'm, I'm not concerned or I'm very minimally concerned. I should say for my own health, because I take care of myself 363 days a year. Like, you know, there's a couple like new year's Eve, I'll go not crazy, but my wife and I will go out, we'll have a couple beers and not eat great at all. And they're like, right. usually my birthday or, or, you know, our anniversary is probably, 10 days out of the year that it's just like all bets are off. Like I will eat whatever I want, but Mm -hmm. outside of that, I'm pretty regimented with what I do. And so that allows me to right now be pretty confident in my health that I've set myself up to be successful right now. Um, So I don't know if that answers your question or if I just ranted for 10 minutes on something completely opposite (laughs) of what you want to talk about, but yeah, I hopefully, hopefully that was (laughs) made sense at least. It it really made sense. And you know, I a hundred percent agree with you. I, my journey isn't perfect. And although for the, I'd say 80% of the time I try to follow a good nutrition style, I plan those times where I am going to kind of overdo it. And the same thing as you, I may do a 24 hour fast and then go out and I can kind of eat what I want. Now, currently after my holidays in February, I'm being very mindful of sugar because I have such an addictive personality that I, I know that, you know, carbs are really dangerous. It's a slippery slope for me. So I'm working on that um, and, you know, trying to get rid of those cravings. But so um, being someone who's in the fitness industry, somebody who's struggling right now and they're panicking and they're full of fear, 
how would you recommend they get started if they, you know, because I know taking small steps is really important or else we tend to go all in and then we fall off the wagon. But yeah, what, what would you recommend to someone that's looking to get started? So I guess it would depend on where's the starting point, right? So I guess we can start at the not moving at all person that's 300 pounds disease comes over to America and they're like, oh shit, right? Like that person. So the person that's like, okay, I have to do something right now. Um, get up. You're probably sitting down right now, or maybe you're walking because some people like to listen to this while they work out, but like, you're probably not doing something active most of the day. And so for me, like, I mean, you should see me, I'm pacing around my house right now, like with my computer, like not right now, like right now I'm sitting down, so I'm not making noise, but <laughs> generally speaking, like I'm on a coach's call right before this, I'm walking around my house with my laptop, like talking to me because I like, I just don't like sitting first of all. And then also like, I know that it, I am right now in a position that like, it would be very easy for me to take very few steps a day. And so I have to make those decisions. Like I'm getting up in the morning and stretching. So for that person that's just now getting started, like the first thing I would ask you is like, what's your motivation for this? Is your motivation to get healthy? Or is your motivation like I'm scared shitless of the coronavirus? Because if it's that one, the, the, your, your motivation is going to last three days. You're going to be sore and you're not going to work out. So if your, totally motivation, if your motivation is to get healthy, now we can talk. Now we can have this conversation. How do you get started? First of all, like eliminate bad decision options from your life. So if you go to the grocery store, like that might be the hardest part of your week if you don't buy the Oreos, right? But if you go to the grocery store and you buy the Oreos, you are enabling a bad decision later, right? Mm -hmm. So for my wife, for instance, she just had a baby, like she had to go dairy free. Um, she was not making super health conscious decisions. I'm not saying she wasn't making good choices, just not the best when she first had the, the, our son in, in terms of food. And so she'd be eating really healthy and then have Oreos at night. Cause that's like the one dessert she could have. That was like vegan, dairy free, whatever. I don't even want to mm -hmm. talk about that. <laughs> the whole <laughs> vegan thing pisses me off. But um, so, you know, we had Oreos at our house and for me like that right there, it's in the house, like guarantee you I'm going to eat that. So like it was in the house and I got to the point where I was like, Taylor, we can't, my, my wife's name is Taylor. I was like, we cannot, have this stuff in the house anymore because it causes me to jump off the deep end like mm -hmm. and so like I know myself right and I know that that is a problem for me and I know that if I don't put that in my area I just I won't eat it because it's not there I will eat something else or I just ideally won't eat anything at all because I'm probably not hungry I'm probably bored mm -hmm. so that's kind of the first thing is like the, the best thing you can do is to eliminate all possible bad decisions. I'm not saying it can't be a calculated choice. I'm just saying it can't be a reactive decision. Like you can't, you can't just like go to the cabinet and not choose to eat Oreos all the time because that's going to become very stressful and it's going to stop you from being able to make other decisions that are, I'm going to say actually important, but I think people will understand what I mean. Like, like business decisions or family decisions or like life or death type of decisions like eating one oreo is not going to give you diabetes eating one oreo is not going to make you overweight mm -hmm. not eating one oreo might stop you from eating the thousand oreos that make you overweight yep. so that's kind of what i'm getting at it's like make making those non-emotional decisions to eat the oreo is totally fine but making an emotional reactive decision to your wife telling you hey you're stupid or like getting into an argument with your best friend or something bad at work happens and you come home and you open up the cabinet and you get the vodka or you so if you're if you're making bad decisions over and over again if you are setting yourself up for failure like you are going to struggle because you're not stopping yourself from having the ability to making those decisions so if you make that like inherently if you make the decision on the day you go grocery shopping that I don't want to have unhealthy food in my house, you're making 20 decisions that you might have to make down the road non-existent. So you're freeing up brain space, which allows you to make more important decisions. That's what mm -hmm. I was trying to get at before my dog freaked out. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I a hundred percent agree. I mean, I try and keep that stuff out of my house now because I know for myself, if I'm emotional or I'm, especially if I'm tired, uh, I do make those bad decisions. Yes. And if I reach for one thing, oh, it's not going to be just one. It's going to be 10. Right. So it's just, it's safer for me. And right now to be so mindful, um, you know, about what I feed my body and the sleep I get and stuff like that is super important. 
And I found one of the biggest things over the last couple of weeks is I've had people, you know, ask me, why are you not full of fear? Why are you not panicking? It's because I actually have faith that things are going to work out and everything happens for a reason. And I worry more about how everybody is responding as a, you know, in general by, you know, buying up all the toilet paper, which we won't even get started on. My mom is actually a senior and now up here in Canada, they've had the first hour of the day only to seniors. And because I've gone into the store and not once during the time I can go shopping, could I get a roll? She actually went and grabbed a roll for us. Your mom buys your toilet paper for you? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I'm admitting on the show right now that my mom buys toilet paper for me. But that scares me the most. But I think because myself personally, I've changed my life and I'm very spiritual. I have faith. Um, You know, how has faith played a role in your lifestyle now and how you respond to things? So, yeah, faith has always been something in my life. Um, I've, I grew up in a family that went to church. I grew up like my, my dad was on staff at the church. At one point, my dad was a worship pastor, youth minister, all like, I mean, you name it minus like lead pastor, life group, whatever. Like he did it at the church. Like we had probably 200 people. So there was not many people on staff and he filled many shoes. Um, and so I grew up in the church. My mom, um, was very, I mean, is still very consistent about being, going to the church, reading her Bible, like sharing, like Bible verses and stuff like that with us, which is really cool because there are days, as you know, that you don't want anything to do with the Bible or God or anything in general. It's not that you're, it's not that you're actively choosing not to, it's that just life gets crazy. And like, mm-hmm. they're like, like this week, for instance, like, I don't think I've, op- I, I mean, I actually, I know I have not opened my Bible once, mm-hmm. um, but I've been working 20 hours a week, a day, just about like, I just talked to my wife right before I came up to record this or before I did my meeting before this actually. And I was like, after I'm done this podcast, like I'm pretty much done for the day. Like I can actually like hang out, but (laughs) it's just been a time of like stress and worry. And honestly, like if this were to have happened to me six months ago, I'd have rolled over and died, not literally died, but like the business, I'd have let the business go. Um, I wouldn't be doing anything. I mean, I'd be doing like probably just like zoom classes right now, but mm-hmm. what we did was we flipped our entire gym over into this like one-on-one coaching style and like the clarity, first of all, from eating really well, like I made a decision a month ago to start eating really well and sleeping better and taking care of myself. And so I started getting more clarity, mental focus on like, this was like not at all related, but I completely say that this was God's timing because I I was eating so bad, not taking care of myself. Like we just had the kid who was in the NICU and then we had a two-year-old at home, like no time to meal prep, right? Like quote unquote, no time to meal prep. Um, it just wasn't an important thing for me. And then what happened even before that was I was in a business coaching group where I was asked to do something very much against my um, morals, I guess is the best way to say that a hundred percent, like basically marketing this free. If, if you're listening to this and you live in a town that has a, a group fitness gym, odds are you've seen an ad like this free six week challenge. Right. And then you go in. And so you come into my gym and I tell you it's free, but you have to pay four ninety nine, And if you lose 25 pounds, you get your money back and you're shaking your head. So I'm guessing you've been experienced or you've been exposed. <laughs> and so like, I was one of those people that did that. I didn't have any problem with that necessarily because I did believe like, Hey, this could be free in the long run. We didn't market it as free though. Like that was one thing we did. But, um, with this new thing that I was testing out for my business coach, um, we were asking people to come into the gym and then we were selling them by telling them we were sold out. We no longer were taking online clients and it's charging them a super high amount of, uh, not super high, like six ninety nine. So a, a middle ticket, like fitness sale. Um, and, for I just was morally not okay with that. And it really got to me to the point that it sent me into a nine month, like downward spiral that I just got out of like, like probably the day before we started our podcast. Honestly, we recorded our very first podcast episode on a, on a Saturday, I think. And on a Friday, I had a meeting with my business partner who basically said, Hey, pull your head out of your ass and make the decision you need to make. And you need to have the tough conversation that you need to have. Um, which led me to basically letting go of somebody that I needed to let go of. Um, Mm -hmm. which was not fun. I mean, as a family member, I've never, like, I will never work with family members again, just solely for that purpose. Like that was the hardest conversation I've ever had to have in my life. But what I'm getting at with all of my story right there is that God through all of that, through the book of Job 
starting in May up until December was like, Hey, like you're okay. You don't get to know why you're going through what you're going through. I'm still here. And if you're going to doubt that, like I'm going to send all sorts of signals your way. And through the entire struggle that I had for those eight months, whatever it was like at every turn, every corner, God was there. And I could always be like, all right, I don't know what's happening right now. And there were times that I would be upstairs at my gym. I have a, like an upper level where my office is. Mm-hmm. I would be upstairs in the loft at the gym and just like sobbing. And like, I would just be like, why is this happening? Like, why can't I figure out, why can't I get a lead? I've spent $300. Like, well, you know what, what's going on? And I would just like ask God and, and I would never, I've never heard God audibly, but I always hear God in the form of somebody else. And so mm-hmm. I would always do something like that. And then I would have like the guy that helps me with our content, like our, our pictures and videos and stuff. He'd come in and he'd be like, dude, I just saw this thing that I figured out why you're not getting any engagement on your posts. And like, literally like that happened a couple of times. There's always someone that comes around the corner, like right after I'm asking God, what the hell is going on here? Um, like that answers the question. And so for me, like, you know, that gives me faith. That gives me hope that what we're doing right now is going to work out because that program that I was in eight, nine months or almost a year ago now that sent me into this depression is actually what gave me the tools to flip my gym in two days to being an online business. So it's really crazy how like going back like full circle on like my life in the last year, I was put in a position that made me feel morally uncomfortable. And I felt slimy and gross with all of my sales that I had made in the last 30 days. And that, in that May, April, May window, 30 days, we made, I made more money in that amount of time than I had ever made in my life. And you'd think that that would lead to me being happy and like excited about the business. No, I was so unhappy with myself. I was not sleeping. Um, like I said, that sent me into being very depressed and very unhappy with the business. I didn't want to be at my gym. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. I gained about 30 pounds back that I had just lost six months prior. Um, and that thing that I was in, in that beta group of now, I'm not, we don't do that exactly, but the framework of it, not the offer, but the framework of how to fulfill it is what we just flipped our gym to do. And so like I was in the car, I worked last night. So I was driving last night and I'm just sitting there and I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, why, like, why did you ever doubt that God was, had a purpose for you being in this position? Like, and I just, I mean, I'm like almost in tears right now thinking about it because it's like, like at every big struggly, whatever you want to call it, like dark. I had a guest on my podcast. He said dark night of the soul. So every dark night of the soul that I've ever had, every, every season of the shit storm, whatever you want to call it. Every time Mm -hmm. I've been in that position, when I get through it and I get to why God had me there, I can look back and say, Oh, that's what, that is why. And so this might sound really bad. I understand that. The coronavirus right now going on from a business perspective has set me up to get the cheapest leads I've gotten in over a year Mm -hmm. to make some of the higher ticket sales that I've not been able to make because I haven't had the confidence in my program. Um, It's also brought my team together more than anything else has ever since we've been open. Um, It's brought our community together. It's, it's, we've lost no, uh, we've lost one client, but it was unrelated. Um, so we've lost no clients because of this flip to online. And we're a, a effectively a gym that does functional fitness, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just, for me, it's like this, I'm, I'm not saying that it's good. I'm saying I'm looking at the silver lining and like, what are all the good things in my life coming out of this situation? It's confidence. It's a business. It's a team. It's, it's just the faith that this situation right now that has so many, I mean, the stock market is a nightmare. So like, thank God I'm broke and have no stocks. Like <laughs> for real, <laughs> because I, that's another thing I was thinking about getting into the stock market a year ago and something happened where I wasn't able to, it just didn't work out. And it's just like, man, all these things. So anyway, my point to that is like, like me, this situation right now has me in a place that like God through everything that's happened in my life um, has not only showed me, but has now solidified in my heart. The fact that like, 
all right, you're going through something right now for a reason. And it's either setting you up for success for yourself later or to drastically impact someone's life down the road. And there's three or four major seasons in my life that every single one of them now I look back on and I can be like, okay, that was to help this kid get through his parents' divorce. That was to consult my friend who's going through a divorce right now. Like that was for, so all these different things. And it's just been incredible. Like, and so you asked me that question three months ago, different answer, (laughs) Uh, completely different answer. But yeah, I don't know. I hope that helps you to understand like faith has always been important to me. Um, Mm -hmm but it's never been something I've taken seriously until the last four years or so. And, and the last four years is like, I don't like, I don't read my Bible every month, even let alone every day. (laughs) I don't actively pray. Like people, you say you should be living in prayer. Like, I don't even know what that means. Uh, I mean, I do, but like, I don't do, that's not me. Like, but Mm -hmm. you know, I'll be like, thinking and like I'm just thinking about like what's going on so thankful for everything that like that is for me my praying like my number one way that I personally worship is exercise Um, Mm -hmm. and I throw on headphones and I listen to worship music and I probably 50% of the time I do that I end up crying like but it's that is my (laughs) I'm a very emotional guy anyway but that is my emotional release that is my that is my one-on-one time with God like I know that you should read the Bible but that does not that is I don't hear God there ever like I, I can put together the pieces, but for me, like I can read the Bible and I get the framework, but then I listen to a song and that song just comes in with all the meat and the bones that really fill out the passage. And so, um, I got a minute real quick, I guess, before we have to jump off this, but so a perfect example is, um, there's a song called reckless love. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, I haven't heard it. I'm not going to sing it, but, uh, it's by <laughs> Casey. Come on. Casey Ashbury, I believe is his name. It's like, um, all the overwhelming ever never ending and reckless love of God or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's talking about the, there's a, a phrase in the song where he says, um, uh, trying to think of the words. He basically says like about the shepherd and there's a parable, the shepherd that leaves the, uh, 99 sheep and goes and finds the one, um, Mm -hmm. he goes and gets the one sheep. And, I never connected that parable to the song, but the the chorus of the song, I've always wondered like, what that makes no sense leaves the 99. What are you talking about? Um, and I had then like, listened to that song. I know every word of that song, of course, not right now, but, um, outside of this, I could sing the whole song if I wanted to, you don't want to hear it, but I could. And I know all the words I know what it's talking about. Like I get like that. It's an emotionally driven song. So like it is, you know, it does kind of pull on the heartstrings a little bit. So it gets you feeling. And then I read, that par- that parable and i was like wait a minute so he leaves he leaves the 99 to get the one and then i went and put the song on and that i lost it that morning that i connected the dots from the scripture to the song and like i that was like in december when i was really going through um the end of that depression really kind of got the end i was like god what are you what are you doing right now like where where are you working in my life what what do I need to change? Or are you just putting me here to torture me? Like, like all, you know, all those thoughts go through your mind. And so it ended up being that what I thought was that I had let my business get so big on the, on the appearance and so dull on what we actually delivered that like I had, like it had to crumble to an extent. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, it stayed open. I still could pay my bills and staff, but we were we were paycheck to paycheck as a business in terms of mm-hmm. like, I didn't know on Monday if I was going to be able to pay my staff on Friday for six months. And if you own a business, that is terrifying mm-hmm. um, because you don't know how you're going to tell somebody that they don't get to eat this week. Right. And so for me, that whole season, like at the end of it, what I felt like God was telling me was that like, you need to go back to what you were doing. I would previously in my life, I would do anything to help one person. And I got so wrapped up in the money that not, I don't want to say the money. That's, that's wrong. I got so wrapped up in growing the gym to grow the amount of people we could help that I lost what it is that I did, which was con- like really impact one person at a time. And you mm-hmm. can't do that with 500 people. Right. So right. for me, I had to, I had to cut the ties of two of the three gyms that I had. And it wasn't even a financial decision for, for one of them. Um, it was, it was a morality decision with issues going on at the gym we subleased from. So that was an easy choice. The other one was 
I'm not passionate about it. It's no longer something I'm excited about. I don't want to help 200, 300, 400 people in a gym online, different world, but like in a gym, I can't, like, I can't, I can't duplicate myself to put out what I want to inside of the gym. So I need to have a smaller gym. I need to have a, um, you know, I would like to have about 160 members is kind of what the number we've settled on. And that allows me to, to do everything I want to do. And so I need to get back to myself. And so what I, what I ended up, um, like interpreting from the songs and the passage and reading and people mentors around me was that God was telling me that I needed to stop worrying about the number, right? The people, the amount Mm -hmm. and focus on the one person that I was in a conversation with at that moment. And that is a different person every day, obviously, but like when I'm, when I'm talking to somebody, I can't say, Oh, I got to let you go. I have another sale walking in. Like I have to say what, like, how can I actually help you? And I, and, and here's the kicker. You have to actually give a shit. Like, Mm -hmm. so if you don't though, if you don't actually care, they're going to see right through that. And, and your, your ministry falls apart. Your business falls apart. You lose the trust of your staff and your, and potentially customers and your family members. Like it was just so rough. And so my, my point, I guess, is that like for me, like God has always been a part of my life. I've never audibly heard him talk to me, but through every life situation, there are just these massive times of my life. Probably, like I said, three or four at this point, I'm only, I'm 26. So I'm not that old, but there's three or four big points in my life that I could, I could tell you, this is what happened. This is what was happening. This is what I needed to be happening this is how God got me there. This is the passage. This is the song that he related to the passage. Mm -hmm. So there's four or five songs in my life that are every time I hear, I just am like so grateful. Um, And yeah, so yeah, I mean that faith is, that is something, a rabbit hole we could go down forever. (laughs) But for me, it's very important. And I don't know if that is at all what you wanted me to talk about, but I'm somebody that you could like breathe and I'll talk for an hour. So um. (laughs) (laughs) no, absolutely. I've had the same thing. I mean, you know, I've been sober for almost eight years now and I always looked back going, why is this happening to me? Like, I don't understand. I'm so hard done by, but then when eventually I did start to say, okay, there's something bigger than me out there. And I started looking at those events, events, and actually let them inspire me to become a better person, that's why they happened, right? Because I was going down a path that I needed to change really quickly. And every time I made that decision not to change, it got worse and something else happened until finally I had hit my bottom and I just, I I wanted to die. And all of a sudden that inspired me to change my life, which led me to where I am today. So I, I totally awesome. agree. And I love what you said there. And, you know, maybe we'll have a part two and we'll just have it on faith alone. <laughs> I, I <laughs> but, mean, I can talk about anything for a very long time. So, um, yeah, yeah that's I, great. I, I just, I think it's super important that like, if you're in a position right now that you're struggling, like you need to be a willing to listen to people around you. Cause I wasn't for eight months and my business partner was telling me over and over again, like, we need to meet, we need to meet, we need to meet. And he lives an hour and a half away from me. So I kept blowing it off. And so finally we did. And that, that was the catalyst to me actually making the decision to have the tough conversation, to pull the trigger on a thing. I think I thought I needed to do six months ago, Right. probably would have enabled me to start making better decisions. But this one thing took up so much of my brain that it led to me not eating. Well, it led to me just doing a lot of things that were bad. So, or not bad, but not ideal. You know what I mean? So yeah, hopefully that makes sense. And I just got a phone call. Hopefully that didn't jump into your audio. No, it's all good. So, um, how can, especially now that online is super important, how can people get a hold of you if they need help or they need guidance? Yeah. So we have, um, Instagram and Twitter. I'm the same Dan Romai. It's D A N. And then my last name. So I can send you that if you want. Um, they're both the same handle on both platforms. Um, my podcast would be the best place to check us out and get to learn who I am and really see if it makes sense for you to even like for us to even have a conversation about your health and fitness, because Mm -hmm. I am a very particular person. I am a very, uh, liberal on some things, conservative on some things in the middle on something. And I'm not talking politically. I'm just like all kinds of different issues. I am very out there. I am, I'm cut from a different mold, if you will. (laughs) So I would encourage you to, you know, listen to a few of the shows and make sure that like you like the way I talk and right, you like right. the way I uh, communicate. But yeah, I would, I mean, if, if anyone has questions and they would love, I mean, I would love to communicate with people. I, 
if you message me, like I'm not this big social media influencer buzzword person, like I'm me with my Twitter and, and Instagram, everything goes to my phone. You get to talk to me directly. Um, so yeah, I, I would, I would love to chat and, and talk, even if it's just say, Hey, you know, listen to the show. I, I love when people do that. So Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I really, really enjoy talking to a variety of people. I remember, you know, when I had started my, I would say back in 2012 is when I really got serious about health. Before that, I think it was a lot of just kind of quick fixes. But I would say, you know, I really was under the opinion that there was always just one way to do things. And that's what I would try and talk to people about and tell people that that was the right way. And, you know, I think um, the opportunity to be able to talk to so many people, whether they're vegan, whether they're carnivore, whether they're keto, I love having those conversations. I love how people are so passionate about their eating styles and what has worked for them. And I think there's a big lesson to be learned here. You know, you know, those books when you were young, um, where you could build your own story and go to different parts in the book, I kind of feel like my, you know, health journey has turned into one of those books where I get all this great information. And then I kind of pick parts that I think might work for me. And I've just experimented over the last year to figure out what those are. And I finally developed something that I can stick with something that makes me happy, something that makes me feel good. And now I'm just, you know, I'm really trying to share with everybody that do what works for you. You know, don't do what everybody else tells you to do. Do what works for you. Play around, experiment, be open-minded. So I just wanted to share that, um, you know, because I think a lot of people are very opinionated about what's right and what's wrong. And I think we should just focus on getting healthy, especially in times like these. For those of you that are really struggling to stay positive during these times or, you know, developing that mindset to be able to create a healthier lifestyle for yourself, make sure you head on over to my website at www.theroadtohealth.me and sign up for my free 30-minute assessment calls. We can chat, see what's going on, see if maybe there's some reasons that are holding you back from achieving your goals. So make sure you check that out. Also, I have a newsletter where I provide the most recent updates, the tips, tricks, apps that I recommend. Of course, guests that are coming on the show and I've doubled up. So make sure you go sign up for that. That is in the same area. Also, I am going to be launching my five tips to keeping a positive mindset while staying at home. So sign up for that newsletter and you'll get the addition of that. Anyway, guys, until next time, stay safe out there. That wraps up another episode of the Road to Health podcast, where my goal is to provide you with content that not only inspires you, but also provides information and tips that you can implement in your own journey. I know from experience, it can be super hard to make healthy lifestyle changes that actually stick. I love to talk about goals, and I've worked with people to help them define their goals and identify the roadblocks that stop them from achieving them. If you would like to take advantage of a free 30-minute coaching call to figure out how you can reach your goals, visit my website at www.theroadtohealth.me and book today. And while you're there, make sure you sign up to get a free copy of my five tips to staying healthy on the road. And until next time, enjoy your travels.